I remember watching this and I was like, I'm not ready. I don't like Christmas trees anymore. I don't like, like associated with a kid crawling out of a box. Hey, I'm into that. <laughs> as long as it's not my kid. Okay. <laughs> they <sighs> making twenty clicking noises. I was don't turning on my stopwatch. I need my tablet. Okay. You got this. I believe. Okay. Oh, we're in the same room. It's very small. <laughs> I'm gonna be breathing all of this in. Welcome back to Netflix Therapy, where we review only original Netflix films. We're your hosts, Danny and Dirty, and we give you in-depth ratings, semi-expert opinions, and interesting facts about each film. Thanks for joining us today. If you haven't joined us before, this is a show where we where this. What? If you haven't joined, <laughs> okay, let's take a little restart. Shush! I can't restart if you're talking. Thanks for joining us today. If you haven't joined us before, this is a show where we review Netflix only originals. We have movie stats, movie facts, our feelings, and provide you with a little dose of film therapy. This week's film was Before I Wake. Plot overview. Foster parents Mark and Jesse welcome eight-year-old Cody into their home. The boy tells Jesse that he's terrified to fall asleep, but she assumes it's just a natural fear for any young child. To their surprise, Cody's dreams can magically become real, but can also turn into nightmares. Mark and Jesse must now uncover the truth behind Cody's mysterious ability before his imagination harms them all. The cast includes Jacob Tremblay as Cody. He is the main adopted child. Kate Bosworth as Jesse, the foster mom. Thomas Jane as Mark, the foster dad. And Sean is the deceased, now passed on child that most people just can't move on from. The director was Mike Flanagan. He's a horror, scary movie kind of director. He directed Oculus Hush, Gerald's Game. Have you seen Gerald's Game? No, you've never heard of it. I saw Gerald's Game. Is it good? Uh, if you're into like kinky horror films that just turn into somebody cutting off their own arm. It is good then. <laughs> and Doctor Sleep, to name a few. This is a Netflix only, a original. Dude, this guy is the king of horror movies on Netflix. Yeah, like only Netflix. And I guess he had like kind of a rise to fame. And this is kind of like, well, I don't want to spoil it, but not his, not his best one. <laughs> no. no. Well, because you compare it to like, he's done uh, Haunting of Hill House. Right. He did Haunting of Bly Manor. He did Midnight Mass on Netflix. He they're did Midnight from, Mass? Yeah. They're all phenomenal. Wow. Yeah, Midnight Mass is huge. Yeah. Dang. I've only seen the first episode, so don't spoil it. Me too. Oh. I, I was like, this is too <laughs> scary for me. <laughs> it's huge. We both only seen one episode. <laughs> yeah, I can't do this. Anyways, so, yeah, I'm, I'm watching that currently. Anyways, I'll get back on track. Movie stats. Released on April 7th, 2016. The budget is who the heck knows, because we couldn't find it anywhere. We're going to guess the budget $2,000 kept coming up, but it was definitely more. It was for, it was it was for, for Hush. Film. Yes. Which is actually pretty good. I haven't seen it. I haven't either, but that's impressive. Oh my gosh. I'm going to guess, if I had to put a number on it, I mean, is it a million? Would you give it a million? Probably like four. I'd probably give it, yeah. Three four or million. four million. That's the official budget as of now. Three it's to four million. 3.6 million. Yes. The runtime's an hour, 37 minutes. Rating wise, it got a 6.10 out of IMDb. 66% on Rotten Tomatoes with a 47% audience score on Rotten Tomatoes. A 68% Metacritic, 83% Google review. So that's the only redeemable review on there. And that's not redeemable. 
Well, it's the crazy reviews. thing is, it's not normal for the audience review to be lower than the critics' review on Rotten Tomatoes. Ooh. So that was interesting. For some reason, the critics thought it was better than the general population. Keep that in mind while we do this review. One way to say three words. You are going first. Why? Because I don't want to. Okay. My first word is disturbing. Mm. Let me, let me, uh, let me just, let me, okay. Compared to Midnight Mass? Okay. That's that's very disturbing. You've only seen one episode. I've only seen one episode. Well, yeah. (laughs) Catholicism in a new light. Ah, um, I said disturbing because uh, the people being eaten thing is disturbing to me because that was scary. Um, but I mainly say this because it's like the the trauma of having gone through that with your son dying. The bathtub. The bathtub was traumatizing to me. That like was... when she went in there and like grabbed the handrails and like that flashback. I was like, that's dark. Like, that's that like really disturbing, dark. disturbing. That's not like just like yes. scary. That's like. Well, and then she blamed her husband for it. Yeah. And that was mean. That was. That's unfair. That's unfair. Um, my second word. Frighteningly, fright, frighteningly unique. It's a hyphen. Frighteningly okay. unique. How is it unique? Um, no, it's frighteningly unique. I think it's a cool idea, and like the danger of exploiting a gift. I think that's mm, oh, I, like they abuse it. Yeah, like Jesse does. Yeah. yeah, I think the whole idea is like clever. I know they've like had similar-ish things in the past, like TV shows, movies have this, but like. Having it and then being like the parents try to use it to bring back their son was a really cool idea. Yeah. I feel like that was the most redeemable part of the movie is like the premise. Which is a good thing to have be redeemable about your movie. Do you feel like, and I don't want to get too much into this, but did you feel like it was overused? Because that was the only thing they used it for. Granted, that's the most important thing to them right now, but it was like you knew every night that, okay, the son's going to show up. And we already knew how he's going to show up because they were showing him pictures and images and videos of the child of Sean. So did it feel like kind of like cut and paste, like a couple scenes? That's true. I feel like maybe if you dreamed about like unicorns or dinosaurs. But it's always butterflies and Sean. And and a scary guy. Well, in and they didn't even And they didn't even have food. Like if, what if you like, what if he dreamed food and then you ate the food? Would you be, <laughs> would you be full or would it take it out of your stomach? They're, they're just showing him. <laughs> pictures of like mcdonald's and like chick-fil-a they're like okay stop dreaming of taco bell we're sick of that because because there's some sort of reality to his dreams and i know there's some probably quantum explanation for his dreams because like people could die and then they become in his mind kind of right and then they live in his mind right so if you made food and then you ate the food and it's in you would it be in you or would it go back because it's in his dream but the people that are in reality get sucked into the dream. So can things be sucked out of the dream and become real like the food? Uh-oh. We're going too far. So I thought that was unique. And my last word, idiosyncratic. Please explain this. I had to look up a word that I had to look up. Does that make sense? I had chosen a word that I didn't know what it meant. I know you don't know what that means. Um, <laughs> well, you probably do now. Uh, I knew it at least when I Googled it. Um, idiosyncratic is basically like peculiar. Like an idiosyncrasy about someone is like they have a tick or something, you know? Mm. So idiosyncratic because like I feel like the characters were not real. And this is probably my biggest critique and I'll definitely talk about it later. But I don't like the characters, and I, especially the mom and dad. The dad's like too perfect and the mom's 
a fetching psychopath. Sure. <laughs> she is not so. So, like, peculiar because, like, I just, they just didn't act like humans. Mm. Neither did the kid. But it just felt like we were yeah. watching some weird alternate universe of some imaginative thing. Like a TV show. Yeah. But, like, if the TV show was wrong. Well, they had one fight scene where they were kind of fighting with each other. Yeah. And was that real? He's taking down the pictures. You can't put this up. You didn't ask me. We didn't talk about this. Well, do you guys do that in your marriage? All the time. Oh, oh yeah. She puts up random kids that I've never met before. <laughs> <laughs> and I tell her, until I meet these kids, you can't hang them on our walls. That's good. Yeah, but that's basically, that's all my words. Uh, they're just, I mean. What was your first word again? Disturbing. Oh, but you were talking more about like the eating part. Yeah, and so the I, bathtub. I associated it with the eating. I uh, have been playing a little bit of Smash Bros. You know what? Uh, <laughs> your know. work? Yeah, I work. <laughs> I work. That's it. Uh, and you know Kirby? Yes. He's, yes. Did that not remind you of Kirby? Where he just like eats people and he like sucks them up? I That's can't <laughs> say that was my first thought because it was a lot weirder. But yes, like thinking now about it, it, yeah. Okay, good. I just wanted to get that out of the way. Okay, so Kirby. Kirby. Cankerman. Same person. Okay. One's pink. Is that your first word is Kirby? Yeah, that one's a cancer victim. Um, No. First word. Oh emotional. Kind of going to what you said. It was like, I think at times, overly emotional. Like it did feel, uh, I don't know, like the whole like her going to a support group and then him not and them dealing it with it like differently. I was just kind of like, ugh. And they're like overly cuddly with him because they're super depressed. I just thought oh. there was a lot of emotion tied into Over it. Over cuddly with the kid. Right. Not as a negative thing. That's just... It was an emotional film. Second word, boogeyman. Did you Booksters. not get? <laughs> did you get boogeyman vibes? Dude, the boogeyman. Who's under your bed? Boogeyman. It's the boogeyman. The boogeyman. Who's in your closet? Is the boogeyman. So uh, sure. I got boogeyman vibes. I was like, oof. He's around the corner somewhere, and the and the back of every scene, there he is, lurking. The canker man. But we'll call him. <laughs> He's not a dog. <laughs> okay. Okay, third word. Holes. There was some plot holes. There oh, was a lot of plot those holes. Those kind of holes. Holes that just, the longer you watch them, where you're like, ooh, are they going to fill that? Probably not. Oh, they're cutting another one. Oh, <laughs> oh no. And they just kind of, do, 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 do. So, a little too many holes for me, but that's just a word. So, we can debate it. Let's go into the critics' reviews. Okay, I did starting. Uh, Wait, actually... You're going to read it first, so you decide if you want to read it? Yeah. Where the heck did they go? They're at the top. I know. I'm trying to find them. Okay, wait. You go first. <sighs> it's because you want the last one. No. All right. Here we go. <laughs> oh, bro. This this guy's name. All right. His, let's read his name. We'll get to it when we have to. His review. Horror movies that exploit broad childhood phobias about bedtime lights out and basement chores are a dime a dozen. But it's really refreshing to find one made with a parent's curiosity and concern for a child's point of view. That was from Ignati Vishneveltiskai. That's pretty good. Thanks. We'll call that. What do you think? Thanks, Vishnevsky. Um, I think that's I think that's pretty spot on. Like you said, it's it's different because it's the lights out and scary boogeyman thing you said. But then it's refreshing because it's different. It's got like parents' curiosity. Parents are involved. They're like have to solve it without like pure violence or breaking some curse it's just like 
We just have to change the way he thinks. So one of like the parents cared. I don't really cared in another way. Yes. So they both wanted to change his. They idea. both wanted to help him. Well, one not really at the beginning. <laughs> Jesse did not care about helping him, but in the end, she did. Yeah. So I agree. Ignas Vignaski. Next one by Molly Henry. The film has a unique premise with beautiful imagery and strong performances. Okay. The plot can be a bit over sentimental, leading to a few glaring plot holes in the final act, but it is still fascinating to watch. Okay, you comment on this one. Well, this is, I kind of already stated this, but it is over sentimental. Like, very, very emotional film. And, yes, a few glaring plot holes. But the worst part about it is, and I think Molly kind of hit on this, it's at the end of the film. So, like, the plot holes just become more and more, which is kind of common for horror films, but... That's just true. becomes more harder and harder to close this giant gap that they start building. <laughs> and they end the movie, and you're like, okay, I guess we're just going to leave this. <laughs> okay, Molly. I mean, they only spent $3.7 million on it. So Yeah, according to us. According to us. 3.67. <laughs> okay, Jason Adams wrote, Before I Wake is the 10th millionth horror film about <laughs> parents mourning a dead child, but it actually manages to grab a hold of that horror with two hands and shake the guts out of it at times. What do you think? Um... Yeah, I think I think it gets more out of it than usual horror films. I think with Molly, like said, strong performances. I do not agree. I do not think they were strong. Performances. I thought that was interesting. There was a few reviews that said the same thing. They really liked the acting. That's really weird. <laughs> so yeah, I don't think they had strong performances, and like, but I do think they got the ideas out. So like, even though I was bothered at times, like with specifics, I do feel like they they got some of that shaking the guts out and mm-hmm. getting some of the stuff that some other movies don't touch. True, like a different point of view. Yeah. I do think that once I thought about it, I was like, yeah, there are so many movies about a dead child and parents trying to get over it. Like, so many. Name one. I can't write it. <laughs> I'm on the other spot like that. I need time. <laughs> the Cabin. Isn't that about child, dead child? I have no idea. Whatever. We're just going to... That sounds like a horror film, right? Me the Robinsons. <laughs> Iron Man 2. <laughs> yeah. So... Okay. All oh, lost. that's Wait, what I was going to say. I just remembered. It was very difficult to find a bad review about this film, despite its reviews, despite its uh, score, which was strange. I was like, for a movie that didn't perform that well, according to critics, the critics said mostly kind things about it. So, something to think about. This last one, this last one is the only one I found that had a splat. Yes. You know, like that, whatever, Rotten Tomato thing. Yep. This is what Andrew Wyatt says. We know our Andrew Wyatt. He probably wrote this. Oh. Hey, Andrew White, if you're listening, welcome to the podcast. He says, more of a blend of fantasy, sci-fi, and domestic drama than straight horror. Mm-hmm. Flanagan's film is clunkier and cheaper looking than his other works, and the adult performances are markedly slack. I think I, you should comment on that. I, I agree with what I, I Andrew's right. I, it says it's got a blend of fantasy, sci-fi, and domestic drama, which is good. I think it does have some straight horror, which is good. So I don't agree with it there, but I do agree that it's clunkier. I wouldn't necessarily say cheaper looking. I haven't seen a lot of it as well. I've seen like his TV series. Those are pretty like high quality. Yeah. But I haven't seen his other movies, so I can't necessarily say anything on the cheaper looking, but it definitely feels clunky and adult performances are slacking in my opinion. But also, we're giving him six years. Because this came out in 2016, and you're comparing it to 2022 hey. films and TVs. No, I'm not. So, I'm not doing that. <laughs> I'm not saying so, hey, anything. Hey, I hey, just hey. said. I just, I didn't, I just said. Also, more than straight horror, 
I feel like this was a horror film. Yeah. I feel like this was so much of a horror film that it looked like every other horror film. Yeah. So I don't know if I agree with that. Andrew, I think, got a little too passionate. Yeah, calm down, Wyatt. I actually have a, a movie fact Tell based me. on what you just said. Yes. Mike Flanagan actually repeatedly objected to the film being marketed as a horror movie. Really? Instead, referred to it as a fable or a supernatural drama. Well. He didn't want it to be called a horror movie. Do you see it as like a drama, though? I mean, I think I feel like that maybe that's why it's overly emotional is because he was going for that. But mm. then he's like, ah, oh, whatever. If we're going to CGI everything, <laughs> might as well scare the kids. So I could see that. That's true. I think it's a few scenes away from horror movie. If you took out some of the scary scenes, I could be a supernatural drama. I could be on board with that. If you took out like two or three of the scary scenes. And quite boring. Would you watch that? Well, it's a drama, okay? A, a marriage story is a drama. No. This is, <laughs> this is a horror film. Does, does no doubt. dead kid come back in, in marriage story? No. That's why it's a, a supernatural All drama. Right. All right. I can believe fact. Okay. Before I Wake was originally supposed to be released earlier in 2016. Then the production company got bankrupt, so they had to keep pushing the film out. Which is funny, because that's happened to a lot of our films, but only because of COVID. Mm. So this was the first one where it's like, no. This <laughs> we is ran out of money. <laughs> that's why they don't have their budget on there. So they're like, uh, I have no idea how much well, we spent. We had a budget, but <laughs> I don't yeah, maybe they didn't have any budget at all. Yeah. But we don't... <laughs> We have no idea how much we spent. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, well, not that much on actors because they no, were that good. No, uh, But right. this, along with that, this is one of three movies he directed that came out in 2016. He had three movies come out that year. Dang. That he directed. Yeah, what, Hush. What were the other ones? Oh. And Ouija Origin of Evil. Both of them outperformed this one. Yeah. So, eh, you're shooting two for three. Yeah. Not, not bad. This is much more original idea, though, than I feel like than Hush and Ouija. Yeah, those are just basic, yeah. But they, you well. haven't seen Hush, though. No. And I haven't either. I saw Ouija. Oh, me too. It's good. Okay, we're going to go through some more of the movie facts here, okay? This is the first one that I think we both found interesting and that neither of us noticed, as far as I know, that none of the butterflies that appear early in the film have antennae. And it's only after a classmate, the girl in his class, that draws a picture of a butterfly that he notices that they have antennae. So... A small detail that shows how Cody's dreams are not only childlike, but easily influenced by others. Mm. So it's not necessarily realistic. His dreams aren't realistic, but they're based on what he knows. If my dreams came to life, it would be me going through a zombie apocalypse and then waking up and then going back to bed and then going golfing and then <laughs> going on a mountain hike. Because <laughs> that's what happened last night. <laughs> nice. So I can't relate to this kid. I don't know why he's so dark. Well, probably because his mom died when he was three years old and oh, he saw her okay. dying of, of cancer. Okay, so that's his excuse and the canker for having man. a good dream. Yeah, and he has, eats all the parents that he ends up... Where do they go? I don't know. Where do the people go They went. They get eaten? They went to his dream world. Or they're like, a cocoon. I, or was that only the staff? That was just the staff because he's protecting them. From himself? From the canker. Okay, we're going to do our reviews. F the facts. The facts can fit in where they want because there's not a ton of them because apparently this movie is just not documented by anyone. The budget wasn't there. Facts weren't there. No behind the scenes. I don't know how this movie came to pass. We actually don't even know if this exists. I, I Look it up. Maybe it doesn't even... There's no record of a production, like, basically. Nope. Have you seen these actors and actresses in anything else? Um, no. The Kids in Wonder. Okay. Beyond that. He's in Luca. Beyond that. Uh, he's in a couple of movies. Okay, he is, kid. but forget the, the, kid. Yeah, the adults are. Yeah. 
So it could have gone. been his dream, and those could have been people, and the movie became the dream, and that's how it got filmed. That's exactly what happened. Okay, just tell me your review. I go first. I I don't want to go first. Oh boy. Um, okay. <laughs> oh boy. I got. <laughs> oh boy. I got to summarize my thoughts. I don't want. Okay. If you want me to go first, I I'll go first. go first because I'm gonna write off of whatever you're saying. Okay. I feel your intensity, and I love when you hate films. Okay. Well, good. I hate this one. Uh, just kidding. <laughs> I don't hate it. I already said there's something. I something's good about it. Okay. Okay. Uh, my score one to thirty-seven. I'd probably put it. Wait, what did we watch last week? I can't remember the name. The Adam Project. <laughs> remember how we spent the whole time roasting how it was not memorable? Yes. <laughs> I couldn't think of the name. Wow. That's uh, fitting. Okay. But there were so many facts about that one. Yes. And none about this. Yes. Uh, okay. Okay. What I would give it. I would give it a... 21. I'm surprised you went that high. But you got to play it safe with... Uh, horror films because yeah. they're they're just never really that good. Yeah. Again, if it's like some people criticize that, like, well, you should do it overall. Well, so like, if it was overall, I'd probably be like sixteen. Oof. But in horror movies, I'd probably like twenty-one. Yeah, I agree. Um, especially compared to, I mean, obviously, I can't compare to six years later, but I'm going to because the other ones were awesome. I love Haunted Hill House, White Manor, pretty good. Midnight Mass from that one episode I saw. Watch, awesome. <laughs> one episode. But I just okay for okay biggest thing I do not like. Is I don't like the characters. The kid's not lovable besides him being cute. He's cute. Yeah, he's, he's cute. Really he's cute. cute, but that's it. He's cute. The lost son is only tragic because he has no personality. He's just a freaky, well, creepy. When he's a zombie. Yeah, that's which a... is creepy, which isn't a character trait. That's a weird thing. I think it can be a character trait. That's some people's personality. If you don't have any other character traits. <laughs> They're a creep. Um, the mom is a psychopath. She's nutso. Yeah, and the dad is perfect, but like too perfect. Yeah. And he's like, he has no character goal. He doesn't have like a purpose. He just wants to be a dad. And so when we aren't cheering for anything. And so when he dies, it gets sad and disturbing. But then there's like no, there's no hole left in the story because it just moves on. Because yep. he didn't have a role because it just got taken over by the mom. She moves on. <laughs> <for Yeah. this. laughs> she moves on from his death faster than I could figure out what happened to him. Yeah. She's just like, that, that. Maybe he's take, that's, he was taking down my pictures anyways. He deserved it. <laughs> what a jerk. Oh, my taking gosh. Taking down my pics. Yeah. The only character that I cheered for was Whelan. And that's because he wanted to shoot the freaking kid. That, oh, the guy in the... Yeah. He literally said, you really want to bet your life to an eight-year-old that won't have another bad nightmare? He should have pulled the trigger. Yeah. He should have shot the kid. So, just hated, I hated the characters. But the concept was cool. Um, second thing, I think Jacob Tremblay was at his peak at age 11 or 12. You look at him now, he doesn't look that good. I think he peaked. How does that 11. affect the movie? It doesn't. I just want to say it. <laughs> this poor kid. Um, good themes, weird characters, way of going at it. Um, the Kinker Man, the first time I watched it actually shocked me. Like, I liked how it was a twist. Hmm. Because I was just expecting, like, a nightmare. But it was his mom with unresolved issues. That was the twist. So I liked that. I yeah. thought that was, like, genuinely Cancer good. instead of canker. That yeah. was good. I thought that was Didn't really even good. think about it. Uh-uh. Totally blew past my head. Yeah. Then again, I can't spell cancer, so I was like, whatever. Mm. But, like, I, I've watched this three times. So, like, the last time I watched it wasn't as powerful as the You've first watched time. it three times? This is my third time watching it. Oh, my gosh. Um, you know, when we almost saw it the first time? This is getting our personal lives. Uh-oh. When I don't know we, if I want to when, this. When we did the outdoor movie night? Yeah. In the mountains. Yes. Up Provo Canyon? Did this is the it? movie we were going to watch. But when we turned it on, it was just that black screen, remember? 
Oh, we had downloaded this movie. That would have been creepy to watch in the forest. Yeah. Dang. Dang it. Yeah. So that you... was the time we were. That was the first time we were gonna watch it. Did you was go that night? Watch it. Uh, I watched it like a week later. Basically, we put a day prep into a date that didn't end up working because the battery wasn't big enough, so the projector died. And then we watched it on the speaker, and the projector died. The speaker died. Yep. And so we were just in the woods with a bunch of women and men in Provo Canyon, <laughs> which was fun. But and we watch it on a very small laptop. Yes. So <laughs> yeah. we have emotion tied to this. And then end speech was dumb. She's dumb. The what did she what did she say? I, mean, I got it here. I got it here. No one re- ever really goes away, not completely, because they live in our minds and in our hearts. Yeah, except for the people that actually die. Yeah, and are not <laughs> coming back. I sure hope they're not alive in there. They just got absorbed by some cancerous <laughs> oh, monster. Some weird cocoon inside of his uh, belly. Like, what's going on there? It's so just uh, yeah. Uh, I don't know. And they're all like zombie sock. Like eye sockets are gone. Creepy people. And yes. I'll I'll end with my favorite scene. Oh, um, positive note. My favorite scene was when he was slapping his thumb. <laughs> to wake him up. Why? Why did you? Highlight that was that? like because it's like it was like it was funny. Wake up! Yeah. Wake up! <laughs> wake up! And he starts to wake up. Like he's gonna have a concussion from how hard he hit him that time. Yeah. Jeez. But it's like it's like also like super like stressful because he's slapping his child. It would like disappear and then reappear and then disappear. Like that was like yeah. Oh, I'm getting goosebumps just thinking about it. But that was funny. So that's basically it. Like I recommend it if you're into horror movies. I wouldn't say, like, this is a great movie. Be like, you have nothing to watch? Uh, there's this movie. It's a horror movie. You might like it. Yeah. So my <laughs> review is actually somebody else's review. I'm going to be honest. I found a review online because I was searching. There's got to be one that just hates this film. And I had to go to the actual audience, not the critics. Audiences, ratings in Metacritic to find one that I was like, yes, this supports the people. You went on a deep dig. I went deep deep in this sucker (laughs) and uh this is what autumn joe shield said it's one word (laughs) this was the number one top voted review for metacritic okay had like a thousand votes okay this is what he says question one please tell me why a child that size (laughs) drowned in the bathtub sit up kid (laughs) i agree like, well, let me, let me read the whole thing first. Question two. It's mostly just questions. He hated this. Why is no one investigating her missing husband? Meanwhile, she's doing research, like most typical horror films, trying to get to the bottom of it. Question three. Does she even care <laughs> that her husband is gone? <laughs> nope. Doesn't seem to be bothered by it. Question four. Why were, why were they so angry with her for giving him a sleeping pill, only to hold him down and give him a shot to make him fall asleep? <laughs> Question five. Why was the front door of the orphanage unlocked? I think that's it. But I'm still pretty confused by the whole thing. Could have been great, but didn't quite get there. Thank Mm. you, Autumn Joe Shield. She's wise. No wonder she's top voted at Metacritic. This is... uh, And this is pretty good. I mean, like, other than what you've already mentioned, that it's like a decent film, these all five are massive plot holes. I mean, he's able to come up with a plot hole for each question. And then turn it into a review. And really nothing bothered me more. For one, the husband just disappearing because I kind of like the guy. He's just gone. Yeah, he's gone. (laughs) No one cares. Police investigation? No. But really, that child was so big 
in that bathtub and it was like three inches of water. I'm like, this kid had to <laughs> put in it face down and he's old. He's like a three or four year old. Like, yeah. The, the, it's not like a baby. No, this is, this is a grown child struggling in three inches of water. So natural selection. I don't know, oh but that's <laughs> Darwin. I don't know, <laughs> but, but overall, there's just a lot of plot holes. And at the end, like, I really like the concept. I honestly liked it more the first time I saw it, which is probably the case with most movies, but especially this movie, the second time watching it through, it was just because I already knew most of the jump scares and I already kind of got the premise of the story. The glaring plot holes just seemed to like blind my vision. Mm. Like, I, I would just go through the film and then be like, oof, are we going to come? Nope. Okay. Are we going to? Oh, no. Mm. Just holes everywhere. I was tripping while I was watching the film. Holes everywhere. This is how bad it was. It basically should have been called holes because there were so many. <laughs> but I like the concept. And nothing is scarier than the scene where the kid is half awake, half asleep, and uh, Sean is pulling at his legs. Mm. And he's like, I'm awake. I'm awake. I'm awake. And then it shows... Sean, in front of his mom, dead face staring at her. And he's like, I'm awake. I'm awake. I'm awake. That was so scary. Like, it's not even animated. Just that kid is creepy. That bowl cut and everything. Just staring her dead in the eyes. So I give tons of props for that scene. And I like when he's slopping the shiz out of the kid. Yeah. Because it was so random. (laughs) The kid's drugged out. He's not going to wake up. Well, he didn't know that. So did you give it a 19? Um, no, you give it a 21. I gave it a 16 and 21 or 17, 21. The problem is I really liked this film the first time I watched it to the point uh, where I was like, oh, this was the best. But now that I'm thinking about it, I'm giving it a 19. Hmm. Like I genuinely was like, I didn't hate it. It's just, they just didn't. And they saved all the scary stuff for the very end. Hmm. Like you're supposed to sprinkle it throughout. And it was like, <laughs> it's like the salt pepper, like the salt machine was broken. And then it all like the top of the lid came off and all the salt <laughs> fell at once. That was the end. So that's my review. I recommend it to uh, no one. Really? There are better scary. There are better horror films. He has better horror films. Like that's of his cool. arsenal, there's tons I'd rather recommend. Especially now that he's really improved his game. Now that he's the king of Netflix horrors. Yeah! I had one thought from your ratings. Yes. Because we mentioned the 66% Rotten Tomatoes and 47% for audience. I feel like one additional thing I would say is if you viewed it in a more studious and just a random watching way, I feel like you can take more out of it. I feel like you can add a few points. Like like if you hit shuffle and it just started playing? Yeah. Yeah, true. Because when I watched it in regards to this podcast and like reviewing it, it was interesting because I like found scary scenes more scary and traumatic things more traumatic because oh. I was like trying to analyze what they were trying to tell me. Wow. So I think that's one reason why Rotten Tomatoes critics are higher than the audience. But there's a lot of films I put above this. Yeah. Bird Box, definitely above this. Mm-hmm. It doesn't completely redeem it, but it makes it better if you are going to watch it. And honestly, I would give more points if, ha- if I actually knew the budget. That's true. Because right now, if we knew anything about it, <laughs> if there was anything about the movie that like, we knew. like, if the budget was like five hundred thousand, yeah, I'd be like, wow, you guys really pulled this off. Like, dang, or even a million, yeah. But like the chance that this could have been like thirty million, I'm mm. like, uh, eh. yeah. Where do you put your money? Thank you for joining us today, despite our sour reviews. Uh, they were pretty aligned with Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, the I mean, audience it was, score. It wasn't surprising. It's not like we we're like. We're super critical of something that was just blew it out of the water, you know? 
It was okay. We were basically just aligned with what everyone else said. Right. Literally, one of your reviews was someone else's review. We're basic. Yeah. There's nothing what else. Can I, what can there's I not say? a lot to say about this movie. <laughs> and there's some things, but yeah. I don't know. And we should have a guest with us. Yes. Tune in to find out who that may be.